What's up, friends? Thanks for stopping by the show. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It is great to have you with us. Oh, I've got another good episode for you today. It is Saturday morning, and this afternoon, well, actually, no, in about three hours, I'm going to be on my way to another Freedom Rally. This one is uh, a little bit closer to me. It's actually in the next town over. Um, and so I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to getting some good content out of it, hopefully. Last time was kind of a little, it was intimidating the first time I, I've ever done that. And you can listen to that one. Um, I think it was the last episode I did or, or the one prior to that. Uh, it says Concord, California Freedom Rally. And, you know, some people thought I was from the media, didn't want to have nothing to do with me. It was like, no, no, no. And, you know, I'm just trying to be I, all I want to do is talk, say, hey, you know, what, what's your perspective? Why are you here? Um, tell me about it. But, you know, not everybody wants to talk about it, uh, at least publicly, you know. So it was a, it was, it was, it was challenging and intimidating. And so hopefully, uh, it'll be a little bit better of a situation today. Uh, I am talking to, in this episode is with, uh, Amber Newman and she runs a, or co-runs a telegram group called, uh, East Bay medical freedom lovers or East Bay Freedom Lovers, one of the two. You can find the uh, that down in the um, details or the show, the show notes. Uh, that'll be available there. Um, but yeah, we had a great conversation about, you know, the group, how it got started. And it was really, you know, I'm trying to, to kind of capture the different alternative um, ways of communicating that are coming up, that are popping up, that people are starting to use more to connect with like-minded folks. You know, we got a split in society um, that's been manufactured, uh, you know, from the top all the way, all the way through, Um, you know, the, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And, you know, if you're, I don't know, it's, it's hard to miss it. You know, it's kind of, in your face at this point and you know families are are splitting up um for different views uh, there's not enough information out there about the vaccine to be able to give informed consent uh you know i just there's just there's just too many unknowns and then there's a lot of adverse reactions uh, adverse events and and you know vaccine injured folks out there at least i'm listening to some and I'm seeing more of it, and the studies that I'm following are are showing a different uh, story than the mainstream narrative. So um, it was a great conversation. You know, the last couple of months I've been in sort of a slump, and you know, I guess depressed or or just not not real motivated, um, and just seeing all of these different folks, you know, finding alternative ways of, of connecting and, you know, getting the word out and trying to build communities of, you know, folks that, that, and I don't want to 
I don't want it to sound like it's like an echo chamber or like a silo of just people with, you know what I mean? Because then that sort of gets back to, you know, how we got to where we are now a little bit, but you know, it's just, it's such a strong divide. I mean, people have really, really strong opinions about this, that they're willing to uh, walk away from family. They're willing to walk away from, you know, good friends. They're willing to, you know, just they're firm in what they think and are not willing to look at the other side or another perspective of it. And I think that's the most disappointing because it's like, I don't feel that way. I will absolutely sit down with you and listen to what you're, you're watching. That's making you so, so convinced that your side is right. But you need to be able to sit, to watch what I'm watching so you can understand why I feel the way that I do. And that's not happening. It's, uh, I think it's more, more people on the other side of it versus the, like my perspective and my take on it. Um, I'm super open. Look, I, <laughs> I've had a past that, you know, lends to not making good decisions. And so I absolutely, um, you know, think about all aspects of things before I make decisions now. And I've been wrong quite a few times in my life. And so to, to say sorry or apologize for being uh, wrong or, you know, whatever it may be is, I guess it's, it's easy for me, you know, um, but yeah, I just, I, I think we need to be coming together more than, than, you know, being apart. We're all, you know, at the base, you know, want the same things. And, you know, we've, we've allowed a media, a corporate media to capture basically, uh, the public and the populations. And it's, it's not unique to the United States. This has been going on all over the world. I mean, you know, take a look at what's happening in Australia. And for those of you that are unaware, um, they're basically, you know, on house arrest over there. And so, I mean, maybe not all of them, but all the states there, I mean, they have a different sort of structure. Um, but, you know, they're experiencing something way different than what we're experiencing over here. And so, you know, just start opening your eyes to the the bigger picture, you know, extend out 50,000 feet and just sort of look at all the different things and, and ebb and flow of what's going down. So got it, got a little bit too deep there, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, if you have any comments, questions, um, you know, concerns, uh, you know, you got somebody who you might think would be a good uh, guest on the show. Um, shoot me an email. Nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. Uh, the website, I'm going to be switching because I can't afford the, the host uh, that I'm using now. So I'm just going to like do my own thing. So uh, the website may be down temporarily, but I, it will be up. I'm working on a the... 
what do they call those? Uh, uh, I can't WordPress. Yeah, I got a WordPress thing uh, website, so I'm going to try and work on on uh, putting that together. But I have no, I have never done any of these things before. So, if you are somebody that has experience in building uh, WordPress websites and you f- feel kind enough to want to lend me a hand, I would be very appreciative, honestly. And if that's something that you you have a skill at, please, uh, you know, I have a nonprofit organization that I'm trying to build up um, and and do so. I mean, there's always, you know what I mean? There's there's something that can be done there, and uh, I would really appreciate it uh, if you could, if if anybody out there has that kind of uh, skill and are willing to lend me a hand, please. Uh, email me at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.nowhere to go but up pod.com. And yeah, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, any of those things, uh, just go down into the uh, description or the show notes, and there will be uh, ways that you can either buy me a coffee. Um, you know, show your appreciation for the content that I'm putting out, you know, sort of like a value for value thing. Uh, If you're getting something out of my content, then, you know, try to support the show in any way you can spread the word, tell a friend, uh, share the show, or you can support it monetarily if you like. And you can find all of the ways to do that in the description or the show notes below. So until next time, Uh, Keep it 100, stay true to yourself, because everything else is just noise. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. And this is Sean Dustin. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Oh, all right, let me get situated here. Jesus, this chair. Uh, today I'm talking to Amber. Uh, what's your Amber Newman? Amber Newman. Amber Newman, right? Because there was three. There was like a hyphen, I think, on some one thing I saw. I don't know. Well, my email is it has a hyphen, but it's just my first name and my last name. Yeah. Okay. Because someone had AmberNewman.com already, and I know oh, who she no. is, but she won't give it up. Oh, how dare her? That's so <laughs> selfish. I know. She's not even doing anything with it. Right? Just so selfish. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the reason why I'm here talking to Amber, um, you know, if anybody's been listening to the show, you'll notice that I've started shifting a little bit of my attention towards 
our current situation and what we're going through uh, with the mandates and the tyranny and the uh, you name it, uh, it's it's happening. It's just a weird time to be alive. Uh, some say it's a great time to be alive. Some may uh, beg to differ with that, depending on what country you're in. Um, but here in the United States, we're still doing okay. So I decided I wanted to get involved and I started looking around and on Clubhouse, I've been spending a lot of time and I got this uh, like barrage of, uh, what are they called? Um, Telegram messages apps or yeah, invites or, you know, here, check this group out, check this group out and this one. And one of them happened to be the East Bay Freedom Lovers and yeah. And it's for medical freedom, but just personal freedoms as well. I would imagine right. all encompassing freedom, you know, freedom. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and so I was like, all right, well, I need to check this out. And so I started looking and, you know, I, I, there was one thing, it was a meetup in, in Brentwood, which is right next to me. And like, Oh my God, uh, it's so close. And I missed that one. But then there was another one that popped up and I just started reaching out. And because uh, I wanted to cover some of this stuff, because as uh, I guess, when, you know, when 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 people hit bottoms, right, they look for, you know, how to get pull themselves out of it. You know, sometimes it takes other people to help them. Sometimes they can figure it out on their own. Well, societies go through that as well. Right. Yeah. Societally, we are at a bottom. And what are people doing? They're trying to figure out alternative methods of of connecting you know because we're being split apart and right finding alternative methods and ways to connect and also community right building yeah. community yeah because a lot of us i mean like my, my family's been split up now uh, my mom's cool with my my non-vax status and my uh but my sister's not she doesn't want to come around or do any of the things that you know because of that and you know it's uh it sucks, but I mean, you know, you got to figure out, you know, different friend groups now, you know, if, it, you know, if your family's not there for you, then you got to figure out somebody who can, you can talk to, right. And connect right? with. Yeah. Um, it's true. And it almost feels like everybody's kind of looking for a new family in a sense. And we have, I mean, we can talk about what the group is um, in a bit, but just, you know, so many people are having this split in families right now, whether it's between parents and kids or even a lot of people that are, are married or they've split up with people and their and their ex that they're, you know, sharing custody of their kids with. One is yeah, <laughs> exactly. One is totally on one side and one is on the other side. And, you know, there are some that and thank goodness that are, are more moderate and in between and see both sides and, and, and are not, you know, pushing away or, or excommunicating them, you know, family members, but so many people are like, it's, it's all one way or it's all the other way. And if you're not my way, you're out of my life. And it just it really doesn't need to be that way. Right. So we have the media and we have politicians that are really uh, facilitating that divide right now. Yeah. You, you see that all, all over the place and all the flip-flopping too. I mean, it's like you get so many different messages I mean, now the most recent thing was the NIH, right? The NIH coming out and saying, oh, yes, we did fund gain of function research, you know, and, you know, Fauci was lying about it the whole time. And like, what happens, what happens to those people? I don't think anything. Well, there's nobody there to hold them accountable right now. 
And I, I follow one guy on Instagram who always says that logic is fast, but science is slow. And in that sense, it's so true because we pretty much all knew that it was from a lab leak <laughs> from like, you know, close to the beginning when we found out that there was a level four lab there that was studying yeah. coronavirus. Um, so the logic of that was very fast. But, you know, the science now or the uh, admission, at least, is is finally starting to catch up. But, you know, the interesting thing to me about that is that, I mean, that has been something, of course, that's made me angry and probably you angry for a long time that you're like, hey, man, you guys started this whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, the blame still isn't going to you, but you you did this to us. <laughs> it did not come out of nature, you know, um, but it's almost like they've admitted it so far into the process that the people that have already decided that they are on the side of vaccines, mandates, Dr. Fauci is a god, um, listen to science, science is the new religion, they don't seem to care. It's like any new stuff that comes out like that where you're like, oh, this is finally going to wake people up, they're finally going to get mad, you know, mm -hmm. and then it just goes over their heads like nothing happened. You're like, wait a minute, like now you know who's responsible, like why are you still mad if the people aren't vaccinated yet, you know, like just put your anger where, direct your anger where anger is due, but it's like it still just goes over their head. Well, they're they're they've been uh, they've been trained to not to not turn on their handler, not right? Yet. Their handler is the mainstream media, the you know everything that 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 revolves around that. The government, you know, oh, we trust them, you know, yeah. no, they would never do anything like that. And because most people inherently are good, right? Most people are good people, and they just want to do the right thing. I think, and, but they get so gullible. Yeah, well, you know, and, and maybe they're gullible and maybe they're, you know, maybe they're good. I, I believe that the people are good. I don't think the politicians and oh, you know, no, people no. in power are inherently good and have the best intentions. <laughs> so no, I think the, people in, in all on both sides are probably a little bit blindly following people they shouldn't be. But, um, yeah. you know, for sure. I mean, I always say don't fall in love with your politicians. I mean, they have like like being in a like being in a abusive narcissistic relationship you know <laughs> they don't care about you they just tell you what you want to hear to keep you around and keep you voting for them and not only that they have millions and millions and millions of dollars to pour into their camp campaigns to emotionally manipulate you even more so it's like being in the worst relationship possible falling in love and then having them have millions and billions of dollars at their disposal to screw your mind up uh -huh, and, convince, <laughs> and convince you it's all your fault and then it's, have you feeling like you're crazy, right? Yeah. Just like a narcissistic relationship. Like it's like classic narcissistic I, relationship. Am I crazy? Wait a minute. Well, Wait gosh, a you know, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely have those moments, you know, mm -hmm. over the last year and a half, I've had moments where I'm like, am, am I the crazy one? Like, are they right? Am I just nuts? Am I like, yep. am I, am I <laughs> out of my mind? Um, you know, and then I bring myself back down to earth and realize that if I'm out of my mind, then all these doctors and nurses and, you know, scientists that are on the same side of me, they'd all be out of their minds. So I'm like, well, they're not crazy. So <laughs> I must be okay. <laughs> Such a bizarro world that we're in. I don't know. But how to it. It, it, then it leads right into like where we're at and connecting with other people. And um, one of the things that I, I have done and I've, I've gone to two different functions. One was the uh, meetup at, at the uh, pizza place. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool what you guys are doing with that, you know, and explain that. What, how did you, you know, come about? Well, 
First of all, how did the group start? Because it's not yeah. just you. It's no. a group of, of you. I think maybe four or five, right? So the group started um, by, it was actually started by a woman named Kristen. So when we first, when all of this first happened, lockdown started, um, you know, all the crap. There were some Facebook groups that popped up. One of them was Open Contra Costa Now. So I was in that one. And that one was mainly geared towards, like, being upset and and, and trying to fix the, the closure of small business, you know, specifically restaurants, hair salons, that sort of thing. That, hey, you, you can't just shut down our small businesses and and have us be okay with that. And, and at the beginning, they weren't offering anything. You know, there was no stimulus or PPP or anything. It was just like, hey, you can't work. So personally, that's what woke me up right in the beginning when they, I'm a real estate agent. So they said, you know, you can't practice real estate. And I was like, what do you mean I can't practice real estate? Like, who are you to tell me that I can close down? So a lot of people had that reaction. Um, and there was that big Facebook group that I was in, Open Contra Costa Now. And when the vaccine mandates came into effect, now what, a year later after this, um, or maybe 10 months, whatever it was, um, Kristen was actually, I think she was in that group or she was, you know, a part of, a part of some of the Facebook groups decided that we should move it off of Facebook and put it onto Telegram, uh, because Telegram is an app that's a, um, a group app, a messaging app, but it's not as censored. So she started the Telegram group and put on the Facebook group, Hey, I'm moving everybody over to Telegram. So that's when I joined up. So the first activity that I went to uh, with her was at Hat McGee. It was just a social like picnic outing. Um, and once we all kind of got to know each other, I knew right away that I wanted to be involved too. And she made me an admin of the group. So right now there's Kristen, myself, um, and we have a couple other admins too that help us with group activities and with like moderating the chat. So our group is um, based on Telegram. We have just over 600 members in there now. It's a private chat group. We were public for a little while, but had to go private because we had some, you know, infiltration from groups that didn't have our best interests in mind. Um, and then we also have a public channel on Telegram that just just posts like the events that we're doing. So when she started, she and I, when we talked, when I became an admin, I realized we, we really had the same vision for the group. And that was... To build a community of like-minded people because so many of us, like we were just talking about, found that, you know, family members maybe are on a different side. All these friend groups that we've had for years and years and years now don't feel the same way. And it's kind of hard to connect with them. And sometimes you can just hang out with people and have kind of that shallow surface level, you know, friendship and, and just kind of get along. And, okay, that's fine once in a while. But when something is happening right, like right now, that's so important. Like how could you think that anything else right now is more important than this? Um, it's really hard to, to, to maintain those surface level relationships. You want people that you can go deeper with and talk about all of this stuff. So she and I connected on that right away and decided that we needed to have a public pre presence, which would be like the big rallies, like the one that you came to um, on Friday. And then we also want to do more private events to get everybody together and, and have everybody get to know each other. So we're trying to do like big public rallies every couple weeks and then also do the smaller um, group activities like the pizza night that you came to um, every other week as well. So we wanted to have like four or five activities a month. And it's really been fantastic. I mean, we have an awesome group of people and everyone's getting to know each other and the kids. And um, it's it's great. I mean, talk about it's so and I don't know if you felt this at the pizza place, but like to go into a big group of people right now and be able to talk about 
everything so freely. You don't have to censor yourself. Everybody <laughs> gets it. <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody thinks that you're crazy because everyone's like, yes, like I'm awake to that too. I see what's happening. I mean, it's really refreshing and it's so needed right now. It's so needed. You can't do this. You can't navigate this on your own. Well, it's exactly why they locked us all down and, yeah. and took away all the places that people would normally meet at, which is like yeah. your watering hole, you know what I mean? What a bar or parks, you know, anywhere churches. where you would have yeah, churches, you would have public mm-hmm. gatherings and you can talk to people and say, Hey, you know, this is kind of weird. Are you experiencing this too? Or what, what's your perspective on it? Yeah. They wanted to take that away from us because they knew, they know that when we get together, people start, exchanging yeah. ideas and hey what are you seeing well no, what are you seeing and that's what's yeah. great about clubhouse is that um and and telegram because they work in in unison with each other a lot of times you'll have or discord as well is another community where a lot of people mm-hmm. are and you've got people from all over the world like in australia i'm talking to people every morning when i'm on my way to oh, work that's cool you know, and listening, hey, what's going on in Melbourne or Mel Melbourne, Melbourne. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> is that how they uh, say it? Yeah, I think so. Um, and so it's it's awesome because you get to you're just like instantly connected to to the other side of the world and get it. All right, yeah. what's happening over there? Oh shit, some UN uh, trucks came in. You know, and that did happen, and there were some pictures yeah. of that, and it was uh, yeah, it's just interesting to be able to have those connections. Well, and thank goodness for those things, because if you were only watching uh, mainstream media like CNN and even Fox News or whatever, whatever, you know, um, corporate media, I should say, not mainstream. If you're only watching that, you're only on Facebook, you're not going to see any of this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram just kind of depends on who you follow is what you see. And Instagram posts a little bit of that stuff, but they really they really heavily censor it, too. So you can't post a, you know, a massive rally or uh, protest from Germany, you know, with a hundred thousand people at it on Instagram for longer than 10 minutes before they're like, Nope. And they take it down. Like, they don't, they don't want people to see that. They don't want people to know that that's happening. No, because it gives people friend. ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah. It's like, oh wow. They're doing it yeah. there. Let's do it here too. I know. I saw I know. today that there was to get a huge one. Yeah. Did you see the big, uh, the big one in uh, New York today? I did. I did. I'm jealous. I, I, you know, one of the things that a lot of us are trying to figure out is how to get big groups out there like that. And I don't know what the answer is here. And I don't know if it's just, I mean, New York is, is seems pretty, I hate to use the word liberal because it's not a liberal versus conservative thing, Mm -hmm. but New York seems pretty compliant with stuff. So the fact that they can get 20,000 people out is amazing. The Bay area definitely seems to be pretty on board with all this stuff. Um, the biggest rally we've been able to put together so far was about 350 people, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, you missed that one, but that we're, we're trying to recreate it, but haven't, haven't gotten that, you know, good of a number out since then. Um, so there's a lot of people that are like-minded, but not everybody's quite ready to go stand on a street corner yet. And I'm not really sure like what needs to happen to get people out there. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, I was thinking that myself because that was the first time, you know, when I went to, to the, well, no, I mean, I've gone out and done, you know, pickets and stuff like that for the union before, but mm-hmm. never anything where it was a like, okay, my freedoms and you know what I mean? Where it's like, all right. And I used this analogy earlier. So 
there's a definite difference between being awake, right? Because there's a lot of people that are awake right now and seeing things that are happening, but there's also a lot of people that are awake, laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. Right. They're in between, you know what I mean? Being awake and getting out of bed. Yeah. And so, you know, we need to move more people into the getting out of the bed, you know, and that's kind of where I am because that's, I was like, all right, well, if I'm starting to do this, then it takes a lot for me to, to move out of my comfort zone. Right. You know? Yeah. and start to, to walk downtown with signs past restaurants where you might know people, you know, it's happened yeah. to me that I've run into people and I'm like, Hey, and I've got my cowbell and my sign. And, you know, um, I, I think that, I mean, it's not comfortable. It wasn't comfortable for anybody. I mean, the first time you get flipped off by somebody in a car, it's, it's uncomfortable, but you just you get over it pretty fast. Um, so I don't know the people that are still laying in bed. If it's, if it's that they're hoping all of this goes away and somebody else is going to come in, like it won't get that bad. It's going to be, it'll be end up being fine. Um, I've talked to several people just over Instagram because I've gotten more open about what I'm posting there, which was yeah. scary at first too. being, you know, I'm in real estate. I have clients on there that are not of the same views at all. So, um, but I feel like it's, it's, we're past the time where people need to start speaking out against it. Right. Because if nobody speaks out against it, um, they're just going to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And you don't want it to get to the point where it is like Australia, where they they push so far. But now, hey, you're you're out of luck. Right. Like you let them go too far. So I think that what we're really trying to get out there to people is that this is not, you know, when we always say this, this is not a political group. Like we're not out there with Trump flags, you know, this is very much, very much feels like California is kind of on its own right now. There's nobody in the federal government that's coming to save us. That's Mm -hmm. actively trying to help us. I mean, as much as maybe Rand Paul is speaking out about it, like he's not a Californian, he's from Kentucky, you know? So we don't, we don't have anybody at that level that's helping us. Um, so in that sense, it's not it's not about federal politics. Um, certainly, of course, it can be about California politics and who, mm-hmm. who the governor is and who our you know local supervisors are and stuff. But this is very much at a local level, and and really, I mean, it, the group is all inclusive of anybody who is against the vaccine mandates and these passports that they're trying to implement. Um, because that's the slavery system, right? You hate to use that word, but that is, that is what it is. Then you, you have this passcode on your phone that you have to show to have a life. And that's the big thing. So I think that when people see people out on the street rallying and it says, you know, no to the vaccine or whatever, they just think, oh, it's an anti-vax group. They're right-wing extremists. Yeah. And so trying to shift that, um, the viewpoint of us or the, the you know, what people think into more of a, hey, man, we're just for like continuing to have live a life like we're used to and not have to show this pass, not lose our jobs over a vaccine mandate, especially when the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting and spreading the virus. Right. We all know that. So these vaccine mandates don't even make sense in the first place. But having people switching the perception from this is an anti-vax right wing political group to, hey, this is all inclusive of anybody who wants to join us who is also fighting for freedom. I don't care if you're vaccinated. I don't care if you're a Democrat. You know, I don't care what who you're married to. Like just if, if you're for the same, you know, that basic goal, 
come join. But it, it's it's hard to shift the public perception of that a little bit, especially here in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know that very well. I mean, I was, you know, uh, felon, you know, been to prison, you know, the public perception, you know, through watching cops, you know, that was yeah. one of them that shift that shaped public perception of what a criminal is, you know, just a right. dumb person from Florida or, you know, wherever it was that they were, um, you know, filming. And they, they portrayed them most of the time as just dumb drunks, you know, people, that you know, like who cares what they're they we do with them you know they're they're dumb anyways right yeah and they it deserve was it. They deserve yeah 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 mm-hmm. and then and then after that there was a, that was in the 80s i think or 80s late 80s early 90s and then we had a uh, lockup which mm-hmm. gave shape public perception of how violent criminals are when they're in prison which yeah. is not the case in all in all the time yeah. but it just it's how they do it and we got to figure out a way, which is another reason why I do a podcast, is to kind of fight that media and that shaping of public perception with a different narrative. Right. You know what I mean? Like, look over here. There's different things going on. It's just not all that, you know, and, and we're not domestic terrorists. I mean, I'm not sitting here plotting to, you know, overthrow our government and through, you know, violent means and, and you know, organize, organizing insurrections, right. uh, you know, we're just. We, we we have the right to have discourse, right? And to to, to not to I mean our, our constitutional rights, you know, uh, afford us to be able to not agree with our government and to question our government. Absolutely. And I think that that is why when I said it's not mainstream media anymore, it's corporate media. I mean, I, yeah. I stole that from Michael Malice. I don't know who, if you know who that is or if yeah, ever listened to his stuff. Um, but he, when he said that on a recent podcast, I was like, oh, that's so true. You know, everybody, because we want that conversation, we want somebody who speaks to us like we're adults. Like we, you know, we want both sides of the information so we can make an informed decision for ourselves and for our families. Everybody is moving away from that mainstream corporate media and they're moving to things like podcasts mm-hmm. or, you know, even YouTube videos. I mean, there's so many doctors out there that are treating COVID. And then after they get off of their shift, they give a 20 minute update of the day and what worked and what didn't, you know? And so people laugh and they say, Oh, you're listening to a YouTube doctor. And I'm like, I'm listening to someone who's on the front lines treating yeah. COVID, not somebody who's not, I mean, is Fauci, even, he's not, he hasn't treated one COVID patient, right? No, but he's, 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 he's the Messiah of all of this. And he's not even a practicing doctor. So he's a bureaucrat. He's, he's a total politician, you know, who takes, takes money and, and, you know, makes decisions based on who's paying him that week for stuff. Um, but but really finding the alternative sources of information right now is is what everybody's doing because it's the only way to have those conversations and hear both sides. Now, the the um, danger in doing that, I guess, is when they say confirmation bias, that you're only going to be listening to podcasts that are on your side. You're only going to be listening to doctors who agree with you. So I think it is important for people to balance that and make sure, you know, just they might not like something that somebody's saying, but to make sure to, to listen to both sides of an argument or all sides of an argument and then make a decision. But we have to be able to have that. Yeah. You know, we have to be able to to have that on, um, you know, available to us. And if YouTube's not going to do it and Instagram's not going to allow it and Facebook's not going to allow it, Twitter's going to take people off then we'll find it elsewhere. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And we watch, uh, we listen to that same podcast, I'm pretty sure, because you're a Rogan <laughs> fan as well. Yeah. Um, from, from what I, I've gathered, we listen to some of the same stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Mouse had some good points on that uh, episode. And yeah, I mean, there's just, we'll always find a way. I mean, just like life finds a way, you right. know, life will always find a way to continue, you know, determined people and truth will always find the way out. Right. And yes. light will always, you know, illuminate darkness. And that's kind of where we're at. We're like in this shift. We're in this, yeah. this, this like spiritual sort of shift. And I've heard a lot of different takes on this. You know, there's some spiritual sides to it. People that are talking about, you know, the, uh, the, the Bible and, and that stuff. Great, great awakening. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the great awakening. There's, you know, uh, I, I was always calling it the, uh, the second, um, age of enlightenment, you know, cause like mm-hmm. everything's just kind of being like just shown to us. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was, they got so sloppy that or they just have gotten used to getting away with everything that they're just like flaunting it in our faces. Now the like, what are you guys going to do? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that technology for them is a double edged sword, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it gives them the power to manipulate people, mm-hmm. but it also makes it very difficult to hide things. Yeah. The news cycle too is so quick. Now it, it used yeah. to take weeks to get to us. Now they're trying to rush it through so fast. So we forget about it. You know, once it goes through. So, I mean, it's like, God, we're constantly getting uh, bombarded. Uh, Question I have And they do this on purpose, right? They get everybody really riled up about one thing, and then you focus on that for a while, and then they move on to the next cycle. So we've been stuck in COVID cycle for a very long time um, with little bursts of things that come in, like the girl that got strangled in Arizona or something like that was a top story for a long time. Which I didn't follow, but it felt a little bit like, oh, they're trying to just get us off, you know, onto a different topic for a little while. So they, they all these things are just distractions and 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 some manipulations of you know, emotion and focus for yeah. the people for a little while. It's like a wag the dog kind of. A thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie too. To yeah, watch if <laughs> I haven't out seen there. that in a while, but yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, Wag the Dog. I would suggest uh, taking a look at it. It's uh, kind it's really of goody. Yeah, it kind of is really similar to like what we're at, what we're doing and what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Question I have for you is, so anybody listening right now or when, when this publishes and they're listening and they feel like, like, man, I want to connect with people like that. I want to be able to, to, to do that. And how do they do that? Do they just go to telegram get on telegram and just punch in something in there in the in the search and start start looking for groups that yes so the easiest way is to get the app telegram and then in the chat section you can search for groups and our public channel is public and you should be able to find it by searching east bay freedom lovers events so it's telegram east bay freedom lovers events and then we all monitor that channel too. I am the one that monitors the comments under each post. So if somebody really wants to um, get into the private group, they can reach out to, they can either comment under one of the posts or um, just reach out to me, Amber Newman directly um, on telegram, but they'll see that probably that's the easiest way or just monitor that events channel, find the next rally that we're doing and come out. That's probably been our biggest source of growth for 
for the general public has been those events. And that's why they're so important. I mean, we'll do an event like we did uh, a rally in front of Contra Costa Health Services in Martinez a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago. And like a jogger was going by and she's like, oh, my gosh, a group of people. I thought I was the only one here. And she was so excited. And we have little business cards. And so now she's in the group. Um, <laughs> so we get a lot of organic growth that way. And then just members, you know, adding people kind of as they go. But you definitely got to get the Telegram app first and then look for us on there. And then I think you have the link to to put it up for people. I think yeah. I think you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, East Bay you Freedom did. Lovers events. So we put up information on there, articles that we find interesting, and then we'll put the rallies that we're doing as well. And also, too, if you're in like another another state and not in, you know, California, I did this earlier. I just went into the search bar and I typed in Texas Freedom and the Texas Medical Freedom Group popped up. You know, that's another way that you can do it. And you just kind of got to get to know people. You know, it's really that's what it comes down to, you know. And, you know, the one thing that you have to be careful of, and you mentioned a little bit about this earlier, is that they will, they're, you had infiltrators, right? Yeah. So we had one specific group of infiltrators and they're probably still monitoring our stuff, but they, they are the people who were really active in protesting or counter protesting the, um, Trump rallies that other groups, we weren't even a group back then in, in during the election, but there are other groups in the area that were more uh, focused on politics and Republican politics. Mm-hmm. And so when we started this group, they figured that we were right along the same lines and started following us and posting things to their Twitter page and whatnot that were like, oh, there's more right wing extremist groups popping up on Telegram and we need to monitor them. And there's just no... Like there's no reasoning with people like that. So you can't reach out and be like, hey, no, you know, we're different. You're welcome to join us if you want to. It's just very much like you are the enemy. We are going to put your name out there. I mean, in the first week, I think they had my name up there, my business name, my broker, the address. And they're like, get this girl. And it's like, why? Wow. You know, and nothing <laughs> ever happened, but it was just kind of like, geez, you know. So we made it we made it private, the group, because people share stuff in there. They're sharing, you know, where they're we have groups that are starting, you know, different ways of schooling their kids and talking about the different areas where they live and the restaurants they've been to that haven't been checking cards. And we just don't want to have all of that out into the general public where someone's going to take it. And, you know, there's, you, there's you, people out there that yeah. are still angry, even though, you know, you, you mentioned yesterday in New York. They had they had Black Lives Matter out there marching with the people that were doing the anti-mandate march. Yeah. And so I always joke that maybe Joe Biden is going to end up being the great uniter after all. It's just going to unite everybody against him, which is great. <laughs> you know? um, Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, right. <laughs> So I feel like some of these Antifa type groups must be a little bit confused right now about what to do with that information, right? These yeah. people they were super loyal to now that they thought they were fighting the man and, and are now joining with these groups that they're like, oh, wait, I thought they were the enemy and now they're not the enemy and now they're doing things together. And so, um, hey, if they're confused, that's their problem. But, you know, they're still out there holding on to that little bit of anger of like, wait a minute, I, I can't like you. And you're like, 
They're jockeying to be the next uh, movement that gets hijacked for the 2024 election. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they've always got to have an enemy. You know, it's it's uh, they can't exist without an enemy. So they got to they got to be mad at somebody yeah. or else they got to, you know, do something with their lives. They got to get a real job and do things. And, you know, that's tough. So. <laughs> yeah, that's just that. I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, even with the podcast, I'm not, nobody's really ever, well, because I'm not really talking about a lot of stuff yeah. uh, that, that gets me in trouble. Although my YouTube channel is hanging on by a thin thread. I had, oh, you got I, some strikes on it? Oh, yeah, I got a couple of strikes on it. And mm -hmm. I actually am self-censoring now because I, I published something. It automatically goes the, the, the one I did with the, the rally, right? Yeah. Um, that was oh. talking about, uh, you got Senna, strikes on that one? no, no, no. I had to remove yeah. it before because Senum was talking about, uh, uh, Renette. She was speaking her, her portion of it. You know, I don't know if that would have made yeah. anything, but I was like, I, I went and pulled it off myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but you I think put it that, on rumble or I, I think people are using odyssey now. I don't know. That's the YouTube move. still has that reach though, right? It's hard to just it's hard to just switch over to a different platform. Well, that's the move is is to put everything on Odyssey and then turn around and make a clips channel on YouTube. So you're just putting your your YouTube appropriate clips on there, like ten minute clips, and directing them to Odyssey for the full the yeah. full the full Monty. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. I think the one thing I want to uh, highlight first before we, before we take off here is um, what you guys are doing about how you plan your meetups and supporting businesses that, and we're not going to talk about the businesses that, that aren't yeah. doing it, but you know, if you get involved with a group like this, you know, you could, or, or if you are in a group like this, this is a great idea. Go and explain. Yeah, it's a great idea. So my, I have a little bit of a background with planning big group events. I have um, a meetup. I don't know if you've heard of meetup. I have a meetup group on the actual site meetup. It was a 30s and 40s activities group. And, and over six years, I grew it to over 5,000 people. So I'm kind of used to doing these big group outings. Um, and now I've just kind of focused, you know, switched my focus from that into this because I'd rather hang out with the new, these new guys. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really we're trying to do two things. We're trying to build community, get everybody to know each other really well. And then we also want to support the businesses that are supportive of us. So we've done a, a couple group outings now where we've gone to restaurants that are not checking, not only not checking vaccine passports, but they're not really requiring masking. Um, and not just because we're sitting out on the patio, but actually they've taken a stand of saying they're not going to be participating in that, you know, program, tyrannical program. Um, we are keeping those private in order to kind of keep the restaurants on the down low. There are some restaurants who came out as public that they're not going to be um, checking, but then people complained about them and now the health service, you know, people are on them and finding them. So, we're trying to be a little bit more, um, you know, quiet about where we're going. But the restaurants that have been openly supportive are the ones that, you know, we're going to and, and can say out loud. They also have there's a bowling alley in Danville that's been very public about not not checking. And so we're going to do a night there. Um, 
anybody in the group that has a business too, we can try to direct more business to them. And so it's really a support group because, I mean, this could go a couple different ways. I see it going kind of one of two ways. I feel like we're a little bit at a fork in the road in the Bay Area. We're either going to have all of these things stop, right? Yeah. That somebody yeah. from above whether it's federal or at the state level is going to say, you know what, this isn't working, forget it. We're done with vaccine passports. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think they're going to push harder before it collapses, which I do think eventually it will all come crashing down on them. I just don't know how long that's going to take. Um, and the other direction right election. now, what's that? I said 2022 election. Yeah, hopefully. Um, the other path right now that we're on and what we're focused on is, I mean, you can call it building a parallel society, um, even though we're still living here and paying property taxes and banking, trying to build kind of that network outside of the main, you know, Bay Area network. So we have our own dentists that we go to. We have our own uh, chiropractors, you know, that we see from the group. We have our own um restaurants that we eat at or schools that we support. And so we kind of take our money away from, again, to use the word mainstream, the main infrastructure here and put it into, you know, the people that are, are supportive of, of this movement. And it's, I mean, I I think that that's probably the best way to go for now. Um, And just keep doing the rallies to have a public presence, which is also super important. Um, and some people think, well, the rallies don't actually change anything. We're not actually changing policy by doing it. But, you know, it's so important for the community, even if they think it's annoying. It's important for the community to see that there are people mm-hmm. out there who don't agree and who dissent. Right. We have to be in the public eye. They yeah. have to see us as human beings. They have to hear us at the Board of Supervisors meetings. They have to hear us at the Board of Education meetings so they don't get into their tunnel focus of everybody's OK with this. Everybody's on board with this. This is the right way to go. They have to keep hearing dissenting voices, even if they yell at us, flip us off. So we're going to keep eating out without our masks on. We're going to keep marching in the streets and doing the rallies. Um, We're going to keep, you know, the Board of Supervisors on the phone for two hours during public comments and the Board of Education in person without, you know, in their faces um, being the dissenting voices and and try to live life here. I mean, that's that's going to be the the goal is to see if we can continue to live here in the Bay Area um, and not have to move out. Yeah, that's uh, that's been something that I've thought, you know, thought about if you know if it wasn't for my my daughter, I I probably wouldn't be here. You know, I would have left already. That way. Yeah, you know, I would have left. I, I I spent so long building a business here that it's hard to just pick up and move a real estate business. You know, spent yeah. ten years <laughs> building it. Yeah. So I'll go if I have to, but I you know my preference would be to stay here and and figure out a way to still have a life kind of outside of what Newsom wants us to do. I, I think that I would be all for moving to a more simpler way of living where we go back to a barter system, you know, and figure out how to integrate being able to pay certain bills and do what you want to do while, you know, in a group that of like-minded people and you're all, you all have land together and you just, you, you, you figure out how you can make it work. Um, I just, for like some reason, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and do you do it with, uh, trailers, you know, with fifth wheels, stuff like that. I lived in, a, I lived in my fifth wheel all of 2020. Yeah. 
and it wasn't that bad. I can tell you. It's nicer than my first hey, apartment. That's popular right now. Van life is all the rage, yeah. right? A lot of people yeah. are doing it. It's it's the how do you make money and 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 how do you keep your Wi-Fi and your cell phone going and all that stuff, right? There's yeah, there's yeah. things that are harder to unplug from. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna figure it out one way or we another. Are, you know? And I, I think that too, you don't have to figure it all out all at once, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you think a year into the future what it's gonna look like, it gets stressful and you get really depressed. And you have to realize that like they're baby steps and every time a new mandate comes out, someone's going to find a workaround. Then a new one comes out and then there's a workaround, you know, so you don't have to have everything figured out yet. Um, it's going to take time. And that's why you group up too. You know, you got a hive mind and, and you've got a whole bunch of people thinking about something, you know, somebody's going to come up with an idea. That's right. that's what we did. Uh, and I, for, I still have to, good thing I thought about it. I still have <laughs> to uh, put that uh, video up on uh, uh, the Google drive. And that's how we came up with our uh, our the uh, the name for the summit that we're doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's coming too. So you guys, uh, when I get yeah, more, in, it, I gotta watch your the meeting that you did the other day. Yeah, yeah. So that's a you know, it's called collaboration, and I think that's the how we evolved is you know we learned how to cooperate with one another, yeah. and we need to get back to that. Cooperation equals propagation, which equals, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cooperation and getting, growing our numbers, yeah. right? And that, and that's the other thing too, that seeing, seeing in Europe, these rallies and these protests mm. that have tens of thousands of people at them, like we're just not there yet, yet because in the very beginning of the podcast, um, you said that the United States wasn't that bad yet. Um, and that's true. You know, they're being very careful about how they roll this out. So there's very <laughs> slow, slow baby steps that don't affect everyone yet. And especially don't affect the states like Florida that the governor just says, nope, not doing it. Texas, nope, we're just not going to listen. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that makes us feel even more like California is kind of on its own right now. But eventually I do think they're going to overplay their hand and they're going to do something really silly like mandate vaccination for domestic travel. And I think stuff like that, when it gets to be that big, we're going to see a lot more people standing up and a lot more people upset and out in the street. Yeah. And even in California, I mean, in our County specifically, we, we have the mandate to where you can't like, it's a almost a, you have to show your card to go to some places. So yeah. I mean, 12 and, and up I, kids. Yeah. And I haven't felt it really yet. You yeah. know, because there's there's still plenty of places that allow you to go do things. Like I've even gone into places today without a without a, without a mask on, right. and nobody says anything. And so I, I it doesn't it doesn't feel like much is different out where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. You know? I feel it a little bit here, but I, I don't spend that much time at restaurants anyway. Um, and now it's mainly just finding places that don't check. Um, but you know, they are. <laughs> hard to say. I mean, is it, it eventually it will be mass non-compliance that stops it, that people will just stop listening. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's already happening where you are out in East County more. Um, but they're also really trying to put in a brand new infrastructure, you know, the, the, the code, the QR code stuff on your phone or the apps and 
things pretty soon it's all going to be digital, which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to put in an infrastructure around the whole country, around the whole world that everybody is scanning in, checking in, they, you know, all the stuff. And so that's, I mean, that's what we need to stop. So it, are, are we going to be able to stop that before that happens? I don't know, but it's, that's the push, <laughs> right? That's what we're, that's what they're trying to do. So it's either going to be that gets implemented and then people stand up and get mad. Cause that's what happened in France and Italy. They waited a really long time yeah. um, to really get out there and push back. So hopefully in the U S people can wake up earlier than that and just stop listening. Just don't listen, you know, don't check the passcode. Don't, don't just don't get the app on your phone. Don't get the booster shot. If you don't want the booster shot don't get your mm -hmm. kids vaccinated. If you don't want your kids vaccinated. Um, hopefully we can turn the tides before it gets that bad. We'll see. Did you see that uh, article or that the video I pay, I posted of Dr. Carrie Madej? I don't think so. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's a it's she uh, did a um, a presentation at the cancer conference that Truth About Cancer conference. Yeah. And she was one of them. It was about a 43 minute thing. And she talks about transhumanism and the things that she found under the slides of the, uh, vac uh, the vaccine mm. and a bunch of different ones and all of the different things that she found in there. And so it's really, it's really interesting. And it's all about transhumanism and integrating us with AI and with, with, um, the hive mind, whatever. I don't know. Right. Weird, well, weird, weird stuff. I mean, the Matrix told us that was going to happen, right? Elon <laughs> Musk has already told us that he's working on it with Neuralink. We know that's yeah. coming, right? And so I, I think that that I, I think that there's a segment of the population. I and I know I know um, people that are working in biotech or that are, are real techie that are excited about that. Like there is a there is a part of society that is excited to be more into AI and see what where that can take us. Um, and there's a, there's a segment of society that really just wants doesn't want anything to do with it, right? Like, mm -hmm. so that that's what's tough. It's not that everybody who's not awake is isn't awake yet. There's going to be a portion of the population that's going to be okay with authoritarianism. They're going to be okay with Neuralink going into their brain. It's exciting for them. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> not how I am, <laughs> dog. <laughs> that's not how all of us are, right? People in the groups, you and I. Um, I think we'll fight as long as possible to not have somebody have that much control because every time you do that, it's, it's just allowing somebody else outside of you to have total control over your life. And that just doesn't feel like a life that makes me feel like I'm a slave, right? Even if it looks like, like in China, you can still buy stuff, you can travel, you can build a business, whatever. But at the core, you're a controlled citizen. They know what you're doing. They know where you are. They know who you're talking to. Um, and we already have a lot of that. But like I draw the line of somebody implanting somebody something into my body and being able to have any kind of control over that. I mean, yeah. that seems crazy to me. It's not exciting. Um, no, thanks. Yeah, me. Either. I don't want <laughs> no, it. Not everybody feels it. that way, but I think a lot of us do. So whatever the transhumanism stuff is, I mean. I don't know. I haven't looked into a ton of that. I know that they have like robot dogs now. And of course, AI is going to be taking over so many jobs. I mean, I don't know how long mm -hmm. I'll be a real estate agent, you know. They've already tried to though, with, with real estate. Hasn't worked yet. You know, real yeah. estate has enough nuance and enough issues that come up that they still need a person. Um, you know. I haven't, they haven't figured out the formula yet, huh? They haven't figured it out yet, but they're, you know, of course they're trying. Everyone's, everyone's trying to 
to do that. So if they have AI that takes over all the actual jobs and then they need humans, humans are just going to be sitting at home. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. The future is bleak when you, when you look too far into that stuff. So I, I think that they're finding out now, especially with the mandates that Biden has put into place so far and how much pushback he's getting, maybe not from the Bay area, but from other areas in the country, I think they're going to figure out pretty fast. The United States and other countries are not ready to be enslaved yet. We're not ready for that amount of control that's coming down the pike at us. I think that, I think they went too soon. You needed to wait a couple of generations. Well, and if we talk about the lab leak hypothesis, um, (laughs) You know, was it an accidental release or was it on purpose? I don't know. But it seems like there's a portion of me that wonders if they thought the virus would be worse than it was. Right. If you're going to unleash a virus on people that's going to kill a billion people, that's a lot scarier. And the vaccine looks a lot better than a virus that only has, you know, a a less than one percent death rate. I mean, the survival rate is so high. So. Maybe a question for another podcast of what yeah. was their what was their initial intention, you know, behind that. Um, or maybe it could be a topic for the summit. Or maybe it can be a topic for the summit. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it was just an accidental leak, and they, you know, never let a, a good deed go unpunished, or never let an opportunity pass you by, or whatever it is. You know, they they took advantage of the situation, but um, I think that it's the viability like- really backfired on them. This is not the virus that you enslave humanity over. No, no. And a lot of the things that they do have like a, like it serves 10 different things with the one thing, you know what I mean? Like it, how did this serve China? Well, there was a bunch of uh, stuff that was going on about the Uyghurs uh, that people were starting to, that was starting to flare up quite a bit. Uh, also, there was some protests that were actually in Wuhan that were going on at this t- time that this thing came out. Uh, also. Yeah. And then also, too, you've got the, you know, the older people who are, you know, maybe considered a drag on the economy, the sick people. I mean, all the people that died are all of the people, especially the brown and and the the black folks. I mean, you guys have been trying to kill these people off for years. You know, know I I was listening to and I can't remember who it was. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that because we know that they were doing bioweapons research, right? We know that the head of the Wuhan lab is the the ex head of the Chinese bioweapon program. Those are just facts. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were to create a bioweapon that was going to kill off the vulnerable, vulnerable part of the population, you know, this one kind of does that. Right. And in this podcast, they were talking about how odd it is for a virus to not affect young, healthy people. Because the flu virus doesn't discriminate. Mm -mm. The flu virus can infect anybody. It doesn't necessarily kill everybody, obviously, but at least it makes you sick and gives you symptoms. But the fact that this has symptomatic disease in a specific portion of the population and asymptomatic in a a separate portion of the population is actually pretty, it's it's pretty targeted. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it because it's all I know. But it was an interesting hypothesis from this podcast of, you know, Hmm, this could be engineered to affect one one group and not another. Yeah, I mean that's just that that's how I looked at it. I mean it was just like all of the like there was there were so many coincidences yeah. in 2020. Like most people never have that many coincidences in their whole lifetime of 80 <laughs> years. 
yeah. right? And here are all these coincidences just lining up perfectly for all these different things. Like, what? Wait a, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That just does not make like any sense. Like the original one, right? It came from a bat, but there happens to be a, a laboratory there studying the viruses. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pangolin. That's it was a pangolin. Right. <laughs> did you see the John Stewart skit on uh, I did. Uh, the thing he did? And he was I just like, oh, a pangolin. <laughs> Kissed a penguin? Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, though. But how, how long did it take him to do that? I mean, it took a good year until it oh, yeah. finally was okay to talk about that, right? Because yeah. people who said that from the very beginning were conspiracy theorists. People who said the virus came from a lab were conspiracy theorists. Oh, the vaccine is going to, you know, be rolled out super fast. Conspiracy theory. Oh, you're going to need boosters. Conspiracy theory. You're going to have a vaccine passport. Conspiracy theory. You know, you're Alex Jones. Like, shut up. Um, <laughs> and now it's all happening. Like, there's just no, there's no theory out there that should be discounted mm -hmm. because they're all coming true. And there's just no such thing as a conspiracy theory anymore because it's all just, just, just truth. It's truth. <laughs> yeah, it's truth. It's yeah. the it's it's the it's the black mirror for truth. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's crazy how fast this has happened. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep, so. it sure is. All right, yeah. well, we're almost at an hour there, so I, I you know, great conversation. I, yeah. I definitely um, enjoy talking about these types of topics because um, they can they can go wherever you know. And know. there's just so so much weird stuff that it's like you can't even you can't make this shit up. You can't, I, I couldn't make this up even if I wanted to try how, how crazy all the turns have been. And like, it's just a, oh, a yeah. theater of the politics and, and everything that's been involved with it from the very gate. We and laugh then, about that. We laugh as, as Kristen and I were uh, marching down main street in Walnut Creek on a set. This was the last rally. There was a Saturday night. I had a big cowbell that I'm dinging. You know, we have signs that say Vax passports are tyranny. Um, we're walking past all these people that are eating dinner and we look at each other and we're just like, can you believe this is our life now? Like, this is our <laughs> life now. Like <laughs> two years ago, if you had told me I'd be walking down main street with a cowbell, like I would tell you that you were nuts yeah. and it has me, I mean, a year and, you know, eight months and here we are doing this and this is life. I mean, it's, it's just, it's unexpected. Um, but it also feels like I'm, I'm, you know, for me, it feels like I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. I feel it in my soul that this is what I need to be doing. And this is, this is the path that I'm on. And I mean, not changing my mind. I don't know about you, but nope, they're gonna have to, they'd have to tie me down. And I don't know, you know. Yeah, I got a four-year-old daughter that I really want to see have the same sort of opportunities, if not more, than I did. I mean, it, it's the same thing. Every every generation wants something better for, for the next generation. Yeah. And I don't see that happening with the current sort of plan, <laughs> you know, that this administration or the neocons in, in general, the neoconservatives. Right. Uh, have been pushing all ever since uh, Bush, and it's just the continuation, right? But it's the t yeah. you, you have. I, there's never, there's not two parties. It's the same. I mean, just like people yeah. thought, people were, oh, I can't wait to get Trump out of here. He's such a, a horrible monster. Well, you just, you just switched, you just switched monsters. I know that's, that's all you did, and this one lies just as much as he does. You know, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Kept, I mean, I, I Trump should have fired Fauci. He gave him way too much power in the beginning, yeah. right? And I don't, 
I, I think that I would have been happier if Trump was president over Biden right now because of this stuff. But I also think in a way it's good to wake people up mm -hmm. um, because more people now are realizing that the parties don't matter, you know, mm -hmm. and, and if Trump had gotten in, maybe it would have just been life as usual, but all of the corruption and everything wouldn't have been starting to get exposed. And it really does. It needs to all come out, you know, yeah, it needs yeah. to all come out. Um, We'll see what happens. I think that we're the country is in such a precarious place right now, too, with regard to leadership, because people mm -hmm. are so mad at Biden that we have left the door open now to somebody coming in and being the leader for the medical freedom movement or whatever you want to call it. We're a little bit at risk of following the wrong person at this point. So mm -hmm. nobody yet has stepped up in a national way to be the national leader of this movement, because even Trump's not doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um but it's a little nerve wracking to think that there could be somebody that has ill intentions just to get into power who could take control of this. So, I mean, also another conversation for another time, probably yeah. because we're out of time, but um, hopefully you understand what I mean there. So we just have to be a little careful about um, what politicians we are putting on a pedestal right now. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want any Trojan horses. We don't want any Trojan horses. We don't or want any controlled opposition. Yeah. Yeah, or anything. We don't want any more anybody else who who says that they you know they're a good guy and then they come in and just do the same old stuff because they're not. That's the tough part. That's the that's the tough part though because you have to. I mean, literally, the only way that you can and you can't even guarantee this, but you you have a better you have a better shot at controlling it if it's comes from, you know, you have to figure out a way to vet somebody at the local level and push them through through all the way from a mayor to a congress or a, what a governor or you know any of those things they have to come through organically and show the people that hey look this this person means business and then hopefully when you get them to where you need them to go and i don't know if we have that much time right i, was gonna say, I don't think we have time for all that yeah <laughs> yeah and, you know and and hopefully they don't get compromised in whatever way that they do i mean that jeffrey epstein that was all about compromising yeah politicians and and you know what i mean to get them to do the things that they do and when they make decisions and you scratch your head and go what the hell yeah well it probably had some some uh you know coercion behind there right there's probably some video out there of that person that they don't want really yep. you know so, it's yeah. they live in a totally different world from us i mean it is going to end up being about separating from that elite structure and, and doing our own thing it's going to be interesting sean yeah. it's going to be interesting I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would like love said, to build. It's a great time to be alive, I guess. There's there's lots of opportunities. We may end up living in a commune, and maybe that's the best thing ever. I don't know. Kumbaya, yeah. <laughs> my lord. Kumbaya. <laughs> right. I, I need to learn how to catch fish and make a fire. Right. All right. Well, thanks, Amber. I appreciate it. Um, great to have you. you have you on the show. I'm happy we connected and uh, are, are doing our thing outside of this uh, with the group and yes. looking forward to many more uh, events and stuff that I can cover. Yes. Sounds good. We'll All see right. you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. 
Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.